sometimes we could just be stuck in the past and not even want to see change. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of F It, I'll Do It Myself podcast with the legendary CEO Self. This is the number one independent podcast for the DIY CEOs of today's music marketplace. Being brought to you guys by Rain Forever Music Group and sponsored by the wonderful folks at CNC Auto Brokers. Your first stop when buying reliable cash cars. Be sure to stick around until the end of this podcast for details on entering the car giveaway raffle. And don't forget to follow the F It, I'll Do It Myself playlist if you want to hear the hottest indie acts in the world. That playlist is your source to the newest music, period. Don't forget to share and follow our platforms on social media at The Effort Podcast, at Rain FMG, and at CEO Self, the Mogul. Now, let's get this show on the road. Here is your host, CEO Self. Yo, you are now listening to The Effort, I'll Do It Myself podcast, hosted by yours truly, daddy of four, husband to one, and the one guy industry niggas hate to say they know. CEO self. All right, so it is episode nine. Normally, I will literally give you my independent music community spill and disclosure, but I really, really just wanted to dive right into this. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and there may be some serious changes happening in the corporate music business, and I think every independent artist needs to be aware of this because, man, it's important that you pay attention to how the waves are beginning to build up within the community of corporate music business. So last week, right, if you missed it, you could go check it out. I made a statement about um, the hashtag, the show must be paused. I felt like that that hashtag was low-key, you know, disrespectful, and it was like a Band-Aid put on the many years of... Uh, you know, racial discrimination within the music community, corporate music community. And um, I'm telling you, literally, after I did that post and I felt what I felt and said what I said, you know, the next morning I got up and checked my email and I saw that um, the brother Ron Sweeney did an open letter directed to corporate music business. And man, he was hitting some solid points, and I just kind of want to go over a couple of those, those points with you today so that you could be aware. Um, I'm not sure how this affects the independent music community other than you guys really just need to be aware of what's happening uh, because changes are going to happen, and those changes uh, at some point will affect the way you do business within your own music circuit. I think about Tech9. Tech9 has been an independent music entrepreneur for the longest, and he's built his whole empire off of selling merch and his music and all these different things. But even he had to have some relationship with corporate music business throughout his career, whether it was distribution, whether it was uh, publishing administration, whatever it was, he had to have some... Um, relationship with corporate i feel like you guys gotta understand uh what's happening and the reason why ron sweeney's open letter is so important 
is because he is a veteran within this um, music business. And I swear, like, when things come out of his mouth, you better listen. Um, you definitely better listen. So the, the uh, open letter was titled, There's an Elephant in the Room. And it's so sweet, man, because think about it. Over the years, like I said in my last podcast, over the years, black music has been literally making trillions of dollars for corporate music business. And we still have issues about ownerships of masters. We still have issues about not getting the same type of budgets as the white counterparts in the pop music. It's crazy, man. It is crazy, man. So to see Mr. Uh, Ron Sweeney make this open letter and and spell it out so vividly blew me away, man. Because I, I just felt like this is something that needed to been said. And um, we really need to watch that, man. Because, look, think about it. When you put a Band-Aid on something that's been brewing forever, it makes no sense, right? To throw out little things like... Hey, guys, we're going to remove the word urban from um, all of our departments and our our textbooks and and how we teach our people. So no more urban radio stations or urban department in reference to black music. We're not going to just categorize you guys as just being urban. We're just going to call it music for now and whatever. That's all cool and dandy, thank you. But, you know, that who cares about that? There's bigger issues going on, like black people and black executives not being properly represented in the corporate music business, right? It's so many, if you don't know by now, there are so many white executives in music business, you would think that black people wasn't even involved, right? But it's, it's weird. Like, it's just like NFL, right? All these black sports players and all these black and brown people playing in these sports and starring in these sports. But there's no proper representation of the black and brown people owning or being in position of power to really, really, really create change within a community. You would think that they know the people more than anybody, don't you think? Because they came from it. They came from the communities. They came from the places that these people are writing these songs about. So you would think that they would be in place to represent the culture that they came from. But not just in place, but in place with some sort of power. You would think that some type of black uh, executive who understands how to position this into the black culture and position this into the marketplace will be responsible for that. But that's not the case. And what Mr. Ron Sweeney uh, wrote in his open letter was genius, and it was so heartfelt, and it was it's necessary for me to spend this time discussing some of the points that he uh, he wrote down. So look, I'm going to put the link to this article in my description. I want you to read it. And I'm also going to put a link to uh, the brother Royce 59 giving his spill and his take on it in my description as well. And I really want you guys to really take the time to understand where this is coming from because I know you guys are independent. I know what you're doing uh, you, you, really, you probably really don't have a passion to even communicate with the corporate music business because you, you, you want to remain in the place of ownership. But 
I'm telling you, if these changes start to take place and these things start to happen, you will be able to facilitate great relationship with corporate music business so that you can level up your career and do the things that you want without selling your soul in the process, right? Because music is our soul. Music is our passion. Music tells our stories. No one should control it. You, you know what I mean? But partnerships should definitely happen as you begin to grow in your career. So, all right, so let's let's dive into this this open letter. Um, so, again, the gentleman that wrote this open letter, his name is Ron Sweeney. He is a 40-year vet entertainment attorney within the corporate music business, and he's done seen everything. Like, he's represented James Brown. He's represented DMX. You know what I mean? He's represented... A whole bunch of people he's the reason why Lil Wayne got out of his situation with uh, cash money he's the man when it comes to entertainment law and he's a brother he's a black man and he's seen it from all aspects so to read his letter I swear it, it was such a breath of fresh air and I can only hope that corporate music business get a whiff of this and begin to start making some real solid changes within their infrastructure so that we could be properly represented within the culture of uh, music business. Let's just dive in, all right? I want to go straight to the first point because it was crazy. Sony, Warner, and Universal create new companies to be headed by minorities to give them their own budgets and let them run the companies like you currently do with other executives. Empower them, trust them, because people need jobs, not just donations. Wow. So I believe that solely in my heart, right? Sony, Warner, and Universal, they are the big, big whiz. They are the three-headed giants in corporate music business, and they got all the power, right? But I do believe that they don't give the same amount of, of um, opportunities to the minorities within their community, uh, within their corporate music business. What he said was spot on, okay? Like, give minorities their own budgets to run their own companies successfully without filtering out anything. Because you got to understand, what I like, you may not like, okay? What I write as an artist, you may not like it, right? What you write as an artist, I may not like it, right? We don't know who would like our music. Our only job is to create something that's true to ourselves, and hopefully there's some people, a pocket of people in the world that uh, can relate to that, you know what I mean? But how do you get it to the people, right, without having a successful or a, a large enough marketing strategy or marketing budget to get it to the people, right? If not, you just made the song for yourself and some family members who love you, and I get it. So when he's saying give them the budgets to run their companies, if you, the independent music entrepreneur, was to do a partnership with say Sony, Warner, or or Universal, you will hope that they give you the same amount of budget that they would give uh, Scooter Braun or Scott Buscetta or whoever within the music business that got these independent imprints connected to them. You want the same type of budget because Def Jam was an uh, uh, independent music business. I mean, Def Jam was an independent label in the beginning. And then all of a sudden they got swallowed up by Universal and and they had to prove themselves. But what would have happened if they would have had the same amount of budget that Republic got, which they didn't? You see what I'm saying? So 
this is what I'm saying. Give the minority groups the same budget and give them the control and trust that they know the people. I agree with you, Ron. I think this is a very important point, and I love the fact that you led into it like that. People, read this article thoroughly, right? I'm going to just, you know, skim through it because I really want you to understand what's happening. So moving right along, let's go to point two, right? Create an executive training program. Wow. See, Ron is touching it right here, right? All these corporate music industry labels, right, they got a way of doing things. That's why it seems like it's impossible for independent music uh, entrepreneurs to actually get ahead because there's tricks and trade secrets that these guys are being taught within corporate music business that comes from years of breaking music. Think about it. It wasn't always the Internet here. It wasn't always the ability to touch the world, right? In the beginning, they were literally on a roll. How many of you guys seen the movie Cadillac Records or Five Heartbeats or um, the Johnny Cash movie uh, Walk the Line? Man, incredible, incredible, incredible movie. They, they didn't have the internet to reach the people like that. They had to hit the road, they had to find a way, and they had to grow their music so organically, one human at a time. And that was a huge task. So in this day and age, you know, they, they had to master these trade secrets. They had to figure it out, spend a lot of money to figure out how to get this music properly to the people. We're not going to know that as an independent guy. We, like, we're not going to know that. You're not going to know that. I'm not going to know that because it's infrastructure that's been built for years, right? So what would happen if these people literally started to put training programs together? And I'm not talking about training programs like um, some rinky-dink college courses or whatever. I'm talking about that nitty-gritty stuff, the stuff that's going to help you change your life, find your audience, put you in position to learn, um, to grow in the fan base, give you the opportunity to touch the same people that they got. Man, if they would have put, the, if they can put those type of training programs together, it, it'd be crazy because you would have the same uh, uh, resources and you would be on the same playing field. See, Ron Sweeney, he knows exactly what it is. He's speaking specifically about the black uh, executives and the black people that co that comes through corporate music business, but absolutely make it fair to us as black men, black Americans within this country. Make it fair to us. Teach us the global music business so that we can run companies and be successful CEOs. And I'm not taking anything from Mr. John Platt because he's a wonderful, strong pro-black guy and he's done a lot and Clarence Avon all these guys have done a lot but what happens when we could take all those life lessons that they obtain put them in programs to start building up future executives so that they can run these corporate entities man a lot's gonna change when that start to happen I really hope these people are listening and I really hope these people read this article but look we're gonna move on to step three he said hire minorities they do not do that. They don't hire minorities like that. You got to be in rap music to get hired. A minority can't run a country uh, department. They, you, they don't never, they, I don't know why. They won't pick that out. They won't let a minority run a country department. They won't let a minority run an alternative rock department. We do a lot of different things, right? We know good music. We know what makes the people move. 
You see what I'm saying? Just like everybody else. So, yeah, I believe that to be the same. Get out here and start hiring some minorities. Give them the same opportunity to do the jobs that you give the other people. Give them the same budgets. Give them the same authority. Let them make the decision to change someone else's life. This is real things that has to happen. Then he went on to say, go into the black colleges and start recruiting them. So this is important to me, right? Because, all right, I have a confession. I'm not really pro HBCU, but I do understand the importance of having the HBCUs, all right? I feel like if they was a lot more organized, I think I would be uh, 100% um, tapped into the HBCUs, but I feel like what Ron Sweeney said in this uh in that part of the article made so much sense. If you want black executives to be strong and empowered, go into those schools and teach those peoples and put a lot of money into them infrastructures and them programs so that these people could come out and do their jobs appropriately and just like I said, HBC, a lot of HBCUs are very unorganized, very unorganized. And um, like my son was going to go to one. Uh, my wife graduated from one. I got two other siblings that graduated from one. And it's been a hard journey to get out of these schools and get into these schools and then get what they they hope to get out of these schools. So and a part of the reason is because they lack the proper funding um, to really um, – put real s systems together to to make sure these students have what they need so what happens with corporate music business come in with their big bags of money and say yo we're gonna give you guys money to, to develop strong black leaders for the corporate music business of america that's gonna change everything not little intern programs or sending you little a and r's and those those little promotion guys that be on campus just to hype up uh, a new single that's coming. I'm talking about real music business programs that becomes a pipeline system into Sony, Warner, and Universal. That, my friend, is going to change the course of how independent people do business with corporate music business because there's a, there's, there's a training mechanism in there that makes sense and is a real situation because these people are moving into the position of power and they can make those decisions. Another point, like he has this fifth point that, that I think is so important, and that fifth point was go into the streets and empower the creators, okay? These rap artists, what you, I don't know if you guys understand, most rap artists, especially in 2020, they are literally in the streets doing the things, the unthinkables, right, just to survive. They're getting their money the best way they can get it. They're making the decisions that they that most of you guys will be scared to make, and 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 they're making this thing happen. So they and then they they write down this journey in their in their audio diary, and translates that to you, the people, and find a way to become global superstars. Why shouldn't they not be empowered with the education of corporate music business? Right? Because corporate music business, typically, when they become something, 
they typically swoop down, make them sign over their masters or sign over some type of agreement just to get them a global success. But what happens when you come down and say, yo, I want to do a partnership with you straight up? I don't want to own anything from you. I just want to help you become a global global superstar let's do a 80 20 split 80 your way 20 my way across the board and then you got the whole infrastructure that's that cash money deal how about that become a standard deal from people like uh those street guys who who make something out of nothing and and create these huge global brands just from the, their community what happens when when you swoop in and make that standard i'm telling you the beautiful thing about this game is it's possible and you guys have the power to do it. Not only do it, but teach these people how to be great executives so that now they can have more power, more budget to empower the same people that they represent within their community. And watch how the change begins to happen. Ron is nailing this, man. The next point he said was um, pay your... So he, he went on to say... Pay your minorities equal play, pay. So apparently those guys ain't getting equal pay. Then he said, make it a point to use minority vendors. Then he went on to say, with the respect a black artist signed to you guys prior to 2000 that are no longer signed. So, so this point right here, man, listen. He said, how about you guys default the royalties back to these black artists prior to 2000 so that these people can have a life and live their life? So apparently corporate music business has been withholding a lot of money from people in the, in the name of their contract. And they won't even let people claim their money. So what happens when you give it back to the black artist? Give Nelly his money. You see what I'm saying? Give Ludacris his money. All these guys that, that brought us timeless hits after hits early 2000s, 19, from 1990. Give these guys their money. I think he's killing this, man. Then he said, make it a policy that creators are notified when they have money that isn't claimed. Corporate music business won't tell you when you got money sitting around. They won't tell you. And they write it off as people like the attorney or somebody's supposed to get up and, and make mention of that. How about you make it a policy not to hold nobody's money? This is what he's saying. More importantly, make it a policy not to hold black people money because they're making you so much money. He said in the same article, I'm telling you, this joint was wild. He said back in the day, he as a black executive could not even pitch black music to top 40 radio. How crazy is that? He said he couldn't even pitch black music to Top 40 Radio. And it's real. Remember on my last podcast, I said I, I said that. Like, it's, you know, it's, a, it's two different processes. Like, hip-hop and black music don't get the same type of opportunities that pop, pop music will get. And pop stands for popular. So, but pop is described as basically white music. It's the truth. Taylor Swift... You know what I mean? All those folks, like, they got different budgets, man. You better believe it. They ain't the same budgets. They don't get the same budgets as black music. Taylor Swift don't get the same budgets as Faith had or 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 uh, some other uh, person, like, within black culture. They don't get the same budgets, man. Give them the same budgets. Make it equal across the, uh, across the lane. That's what Ron is saying, for sure. Then he went on and said, go back and address... The black marketing and promotion and people that you 
fired because you said you didn't need them no more. Wow. Street teams, all these different people, you just you just basically dropped them because you didn't need them. You said, it, you know, times have changed. You don't need them no more, right? Go go say I'm sorry because you don't do that when it comes to white folks within those other departments. What you do is position them into other departments and start to train them. How about you do the same for these people, okay? Do the same, that, and that's what Ron is saying. Do the same. Do the same. Don't just fire these folks. Give them power. Put them in a different department. Train them to be something else. Give them more. Give them more opportunity. Don't just let them go and just say it's up to you. Because I'm going to be quite 100, and this is for my independent people. A lot of those people who get fired and, and they don't have a place no more within corporate, those be the vultures that be on the street trying to get you to pay them for something that they no longer have power for, uh, with. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Somebody will say they're the A&R of something and they don't have no power. They can't change your life. But you will pay these people six, $7,000 because they got a relationship with a PD at one radio station and they'll play your record once, maybe twice. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. So be careful. Just be careful because a lot of disgruntled employees of corporate music business are released into the marketplace, are released to these streets, and they're trying their hardest to manipulate you to give them to, some money so that they can maintain their lifestyle. And they're playing and they're and they pulling on your, your, uh, your dreams and aspirations to be successful. But they really can't do much for you. Not at all unless, unless they decide to do it. And, and put themselves on the line. And at that point, I doubt it. If they're going to be asking you for money, they're going to find money to help you get to the next level themselves. But anyway, I don't want to digress. He went on to say two other things. Stop being hypocritical and create an independent body. And that's the point that I was really wanting to get to. Create an independent body. Think about it. Okay? If they had an independent body to govern corporate music business, then their job will be to hold corporate music business accountable to being fair and create opportunities greater than what they have already, but create opportunities for independent music people. That would be amazing. Or a bunch of independent people come together and create and, and, and become the governing um, entity to, to make sure that corporate music business Treat everyone fair and the same? Come on, man. That would be mind-blowing, I think. And it's definitely time for this type of change to happen. So, at the end of the day, what do you think? All right? What do you think about it? How do you feel about it? Make sure you leave me some comments. Jump on my Twitter. I want to talk to you on Twitter. Let's, let's have some dialogue about it. I want to talk to you on Twitter. Jump on my IG. I want to talk to you on IG. Whatever the case may be. But I think once you read this, um, um, once you go ahead and read that open letter that Mr. Ron Sweeney wrote, I'm telling you, it's going to be worth conversation. And I want to be here to have these conversations with you. So, again, let me go ahead and wrap this up. I love every one of you guys. Make sure you guys stay tapped in. Go follow our playlist on Spotify. We're going to be upload, upgrading it. Excuse me. Updating it um soon 
um make sure you stay tuned we're still working on this car raffle moving into the summer so it's a lot of things going on but i'm telling you man do i wanted you guys to really take the time to listen to this particular podcast so you can go read that open letter because i think it's necessary and it leaves opportunity for you the independent music community to find ways to create relationships with corporate music business to get your music to the masses and that's the point of it all so with that being said y'all stay tuned i'll see you guys next week i love you hey thanks for joining us with this week's episode of epic i'll do it myself be sure to share your experience with a friend and definitely follow this podcast remember we are here to empower the independent music community if you love this episode you'll love our music streaming playlist also called epic i'll do it myself we couldn't leave you without reminding you to follow the team on all social media platforms at the epic podcast at CEO Self, the mogul, and at Rain FMG. Remember, don't let these industry clowns bamboozle you. Always study and perfect your craft so that you can reign forever. Till next week, we love you. Be safe.